Thank you for tuning in to What's Next, Cornet Global's podcast that puts members on the mic for thought-provoking, profession-shaping conversations and commentary. Featured in this special edition of Young Leader Insights is Lorena Compian-Casimiro, Corporate Real Estate Operational Management, Asia Pacific, HSBC. Lorena, thank you for speaking with Cornet Global today in this edition of What's Next. We thank you very much for your willingness to uh, grant this interview. And um, so um, my first question is your educational background. Tell us a little bit about that. Um, yes, Tim. Thank you very much for inviting me. Yes, so when I was going to college, actually I was not very sure about what to study. So then I enrolled into a dual degree program in Mexico. So I have a double major. One is um, business management and the other one is public accounting and financial strategy. So I study at ITAM, um, which is a very famous institution in university in Mexico. And when I was studying, I also participated in an exchange program in Spain. So I was studying for six months at Carlos III University in Madrid. Um, And after that, I worked in Mexico five years. Um, After that, I really wanted to explore a different region of the world. So I decided to pursue my master's degree in Hong Kong. Then I moved to pretty much to the other side of the world, and I studied an MBA at the Hong Kong University and Science and Technology. So that's kind of my education um, background. Yes, well, that's a great um, educational background, and you've also had some great global experience and exposure in terms of having been in North America, Europe, and the Asia Pacific. Yes, correct. <laughs> Very happy to explore the world. <laughs> So you're with um, HSBC, and you're currently CRE Operations Manager, Asia Pacific. Tell us about your career path and how you came to be there. Yes, of course. Um, So after my college, I joined a consulting firm who was focused on strategic sourcing, which means generating savings for clients. So we we have a project, and then we have to generate savings mostly in indirect spend. So I had the opportunity to work for banks, for retailers, for home developers. And that was, I believe, my first real experience or close experience within the real estate field. And after five years of consulting, then when I moved to Hong Kong to study my master, um, when I was studying, I also had the opportunity to do an internship in India. So I was working at a cinema company in India for some months and managing global vendors to ensure the procurement and installation of movie exhibition items were was in place like screens, kitchen equipment, seats, sound equipment, so for all the cinema industry in India, which you know is very famous, the Bollywood industry, so very, very interesting. And after that, um, I finished my master and then in I joined CBRE on a procurement role for facility management. So the skills required for that um, role were very similar to my previous role in Mexico. So it it was kind of a smooth transition within this role, but of course a very different um, environment because it was in Asia. So I didn't have any working experience in Asia um, before. And then after I I started, um, after that role, after two, three years, um, internal opportunity opened. And in that moment, I told my manager that I was very interested to do operations within facility management. So it was kind of a natural transition because I knew already the team and because I was doing procurement, I knew the services and the contract. 
So this role helped me a lot to develop my leadership skills. I was responsible for about 180 staff members in 10 different service lines. So that was very, very interesting. And then last year, um, I decided to join HSBC. Fantastic. Well, well, you've worked for some great companies and you've had some great experience all around the world. I'm impressed that you've been able to pack all that in and, and still be a young leader. That's fantastic. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so now you are with um, HSBC, one of the you know largest um, you know financial institutions uh, in the world. Tell us a little bit about some of the work you're doing now and any of the interesting things you're you're working on. Yeah, so my current role is with operational management team and corporate real estate, Asia-Pacific. So as most of you know, HSBC is a massive organization. It has about 3,900 offices in 67 countries around the world and about 38 million customers. So for me, this role is very, very interesting because it's giving me the opportunity to learn about how corporate real estate cycle works together in multiple countries with numerous suppliers. And mostly I'm working on different projects about operational efficiency, which of course require a lot of stakeholder management around the world. But I'm still a bit new with the organization. So just, um, just to share, this is what, what I've been working on the last month. Any single project or accomplishment that really seems to stand out in terms of the work you're doing there that was particularly enjoyable or rewarding? Um, yes, I want to share something from one of my past roles that um, I had the opportunity to work with um, and what client on the financial institution to achieve the environmental goals. So that was not part of my role per se, but it was like a side project I was given and uh, I, mean, I, I promote myself to do it. Um, I engage with very different people around the world um, to learn about how to me measure these environmental goals, what does it mean? We brainstorm ideas and initiatives to make it possible. So um, I develop and roll out some measures for these initiatives, which support environmental goals in every phase of the corporate real estate cycle. For example, when we acquire a building or a lease, then we're looking for LEED certified buildings. Then in the construction phase, we were looking for the same certifications or like standards of sustainability while do construction or sourcing of green materials. Then when we do the operations of the buildings, talk about waste management, paper consumption, and sustainable sourcing of paper, energy management. And when we're doing disposals, also some environmental friendly practices for decommissioning. So I also drove the development of the print reports in Asia, which was something new for that client, and driving some campaigns to reduce the print. Um, and then. I was very happy because as a result of this site, site project or site job, um, and we managed to create awareness with a lot of people in the team and in the organization about the impact of our to our environment, um, on, about the corporate real estate practices, and also the client was awarded as one of the best financial institutions with environmental social governance practice that year. So that was one of the very one of the projects that I've, del I've done before that I found very very interesting and rewarding. Exactly. Well, it's great to hear that you uh, uh, did speak up and take a leadership role in, in that capacity because as we as we know, you know, the green and sustainable piece of the built environment is very important and, and is only growing in importance. 
So um, uh, congratulations and uh, great to hear that. Thank you, and absolutely, I think our our role is just to create awareness. That's the first that's the first step, and after that, then everything is possible. <laughs> I think. Right. Exactly. So, how long have you been a member of Cornet Global? And uh, you know, tell us a little bit about your involvement and how you engage uh, with the association. Yes, sure. Um, so I've been with Cornet for about five years in Hong Kong since I started my first role almost in. CBRE, which is when I was aware of, of Cornet. Um, I just started joining a few events in 2013, and then in 2015, I was invited to work um, on the, to be part of the Hong Kong board. So since then, I've been, I've been on the board of Cornet Hong Kong. So I am a definitely great believer in education as a way to progress, and I'm, so I'm mostly involved with Cornet in the university relations. So in in uh, 2016, I organized a Cornet event called Making the Workplace Work. So we wanted to promote the corporate real estate as a career path for current undergrad students. So we invited students from different universities in Hong Kong, and then just to talk about like what's a common uh, normal day for, and then we had few people from our Cornet chapter speaking and sharing the experience, how they came to where they are, and it was really, really interesting. Um, and then currently I support or help with a lot of the events we do here, and mostly I try to be an ambassador of the profession. I think this is a, something, a profession which is not very commonly known or everybody doesn't, like if you say, oh, I do corporate real estate, not everybody understands. So I try to always explain and promote so people can understand what we do and, and why we create value to organizations. Exactly. Well, to raise the profile of corporate real estate as a profession is one of our key objectives right now when working through the, the university relations efforts such as the one you're supporting there is really crucial. So I'm glad to hear you're doing that, and, and we're grateful for that support. <laughs> Thank you. So tell us a little bit about um, the perspective you might have as a young leader in terms of you know, the aspects of Cornet Global that you find the most valuable as a young leader and just the value that young leaders overall can get from uh, belonging and engaging with Cornet Global. Mm, yes, thank you. And I think it's definitely about the people. So um, normally sometimes in the, in the young leader or young membership, the people that is not very involved with their own company or probably there's a generation gap. So in Cornet, it's definitely about the people. Like Cornet has given me the opportunity to meet the great, the smart people, smart people, and to learn about many more aspects of the profession that I didn't have exposure before, probably because in the roles different people have, they really are exposed to one single section or one single um, part of the real estate cycle, but they really, there's so much more in this profession. So from a young leader's perspective, it taught me a lot about the different career paths um, that I was not aware, and also gave me the opportunity to learn how the industry is evolving, and, and I mean, it's exciting times also how technology is changing the ways, the ways of working, which is something that probably just by myself, I would be very difficult to learn or to be aware of. Next question is, how do you see your future career? Will it be in corporate real estate? We just had our future forward session a few weeks ago, um, and we were just brainstorming and debating that the industry is just moving so fast. We're really uncertain on where the industry is going to be in five years' time, and 
sometimes exactly. Asia, <laughs> sometimes Asia just just skip many steps. So <laughs> yes, as you probably know from the other um, uh, future forward uh, feedback, we really don't know where we're gonna be. Uh, however, the skills required in I think are very valuable and are transferable because at the end every company will need some kind of a space to operate and technology. And I think real estate will always be a significant part of the operating cost. So I definitely think people with the knowledge and skills to manage will be very uh, valuable in the market. And yeah, I certainly, I'm not 100% sure of where, where I will be because I'm not sure where, how, they, how fast the industry will, will evolve. Do you agree? For sure. Okay. Let's see here. Um, last question, please. To help our readers get to know you more on a personal level, those listening to this podcast and uh, reading about you on our blog, tell us a little bit, uh, please, about yourself, your, you know, family, hobbies, uh, just things you like to do. Um, okay. So. <laughs> I really love to set up some personal challenge every, every year. I think life is very exciting. Uh, every year I pretty much try to do something very challenging. So let's say in 2015, I decided to enroll a very, very ambitious challenge of completing a 100 kilometers race at the Himalayas in Nepal. And that was my, I, I really was not fit or had run any more than 20K before that. And it was a very difficult challenge, but I trained over six months and I completed and I really love it. And after that, I really felt like amazing to achieve something that goes beyond my imagination and incredible to discover the power of my mind. So since then, I started doing some tra more trail running. I've completed five races now in Gobi Desert, in New Zealand, Nepal, and Hong Kong. And this year, I'm going to a 100K um, expedition in Greenland which I'm carrying 15 kilos. So I'm a very short person. So for me, 15 kilos is a lot. So that's my challenge of, of this year. And I also love to travel. And I mean, my, my family is in Mexico. So of course I have to like to travel and <laughs> to cross the world a couple of times per year to see my family. Um, and also I support um, charity that I've been working very close with for the last years. In, it's called Cambodia Children Fund. And they support children and delivering education, family support and community development programs in, for most of the most people, most poor people in Cambodia. So I do some volunteer work for them and support some fundraising events in Hong Kong. So I'm always up and down, very happy to go hiking. And yeah, that's pretty much my life. <laughs> Wow, excellent. It's great to hear about your involvement um, in that effort. And I must say, I'm so impressed that you've done a 100K um, race. I've run a couple of marathons, and I think that's about 42, 43K. So this is a lot longer than a marathon. I am impressed. Yes, about two and a half. Yes, thank you. I believe. I mean, it's all in your mind. That's what I said. But definitely, you need to, you need to train a little bit. Sure, you have to fight through it, but you have to do the training as well. <laughs> well, keep up the great work uh, in that regard. And again, uh, Lorena, thank you for talking with with Cornet Global and uh, what's next. And we're we're grateful for your your membership, your support, and uh, thank you again for speaking with us today. No, thank you, Tim. My pleasure. <laughs> This concludes this episode of What's Next. Want to record a podcast of your own? Have an idea or point of view you'd like to share? 
Visit CornetGlobal.org to learn more.